0: Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. While you're in sunny Florida, be sure to visit... Orlando! Enter into a world of epic adventure. There
1: he is. (laughs) <laughs>
0: and how are you sir
1: doing good i wish i had Excellent. uh i wish i had a word to that song maybe next, next time I'll have, I'll, I'll have the next
0: stanza that's all you really need though yeah <laughs> oh boy <laughs>
2: <laughs> doing some test rolls of your dice yeah, not going so well.
3: You're, don't you use Killian's dice? That 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 man, the young man, is cursed enough without your help. <laughs> I think he actually uh, <laughs> took him with him. He's not he's not leaving yeah. him in here with me anymore. Oh. Yeah, wise. I, is, I want to know the data because it is. It, you do just seem so unfortunate with the dice. My friend. <laughs> I mean, it's just been that way for years now. <laughs> I know.
0: I know.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Warlando for a very special one-off episode. We're going to be talking about Dragon Con. We have our usual players. I am Adam. We have Nicholas. Hello. And we have Mark.
0: Yes, I'm here.
2: And for his very first appearance on the show, the one of a kind, Coach Kale himself. DM Extraordinaire.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It is a pleasure to join you fine folks.
2: Mr. Matt Kale everybody.
3: Yay. We love you DM. I know. I know. I'm going to get a lot of ass kissing after you like. Get us an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave it to you I'm guys. It gives you inspiration. Questions.
1: You are my inspiration. <laughs>
2: For, I
3: am
2: taking notes. For our, our listeners out there, when we're not playing Warhammer, we're playing uh Dungeons and Dragons and we're playing Curse of Strad D and D five E campaign and Matt is our Dungeon Master for that. And he's very uh excellent Dungeon Master with a great selection of accents and voices that he gives us. <laughs>
3: it is um it is a limited bag of tools from which to draw but <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like the ones i try to pull out are generally well rehearsed or <laughs> at least i hope they come across that way <laughs> you you work it well sir
2: yes
0: absolutely it was especially the angsty teenager <laughs> It's my favorite. <laughs>
2: what, what is that
3: character's name? Oh god. Oh, Victor. Victor. Victor uh, Victor. Oh. It makes me so happy that it's Mark's favorite NPC and Adam's least favorite yeah, NPC. Absolutely. You know
2: <laughs> least favorite. If I met that character in real life, oh my god. I would... hope. <sighs> yeah. So many slaps. So many slaps. <laughs>
3: Well, he's um, Victor in the uh, campaign is a uh, NPC that you all came across who's not only in a privileged position of being a noble, but also was sort of stumbled across some forbidden magical knowledge and is sort of a, I don't know, I guess a a half-assed wannabe wizard at this point, Mm -hmm. Uh, but also so metal at all times. (laughs) (laughs) It's so perfect.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, anytime we ask him, Victor, can you help us with this? Uh, 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 groans.
3: He can just feel
0: the eye rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfect. So tonight.
2: Tonight. What's the big plan? So we're going to Dragon Con. Here's hmm. Monday night. We're gonna leave Thursday. We're gonna leave right away Thursday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to play that's some good. D&D. We mm-hmm. know that in the open, the intelligence we've been able to to gather for the big competitive open, that there's going to be three warlocks and three paladins. Right? for That's from the write-up. Maybe I'll remember right. I'll put a link to the write-up in the show notes so people know what we're talking about.
3: Yeah, and I believe they are paired up sort of in uh, each paladin is charged with the careful delivery of one of the evil warlocks to whatever their justice might be. So I believe you're handcuffed as a warlock to one of the paladins throughout the adventure, which I think is super interesting.
2: Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. And
3: then, and then you're
0: thrust into a survival situation.
2: Yeah. Right. It's like midnight run. You ever seen that movie, yeah. midnight run? <laughs> yeah. To be handcuffed with someone and fighting for your life the whole time. You don't agree on anything and, yeah, this this sounds like the the potential for fun. So much potential for fun. But thinking of like having to sneak around, you know, like you get some big heavy armored paladin with some like maybe sneaky warlock and they're they have their handcuffed together. How do you how do you do all your different feats? What if that like you're in a combat situation and your your really tanky paladin is handcuffed to the range fighter warlock. You know, the mm. one that wants to hide and shoot. But they're stuck in the middle of combat if they're with the, the tanky paladin. Yeah. I'm hoping, yeah. like, just uh, strategically that... Well, why don't we talk about the classes first before we dive into all the other things been, we're thinking about. So, Matt, do you want to take us through the, the three, at least in the, the player's handbook, the three oaths of the
3: paladin? Sure. So, do um, you want me to run through all of them, or do you guys want to take turns?
2: Uh, why don't you just t- just the broad strokes of the top, the three in the player's handbook.
3: Sure. So right off the top and I am pulling this up to make sure I don't get any of these misquoted here, but the three template paladins that were published in the original player's handbook when you hit level 3 as a paladin character you are given the choice of a sacred oath. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how they've termed the uh, archetypes for the individual paladins and and I and I've always been kind of a fan of the way they designed that in that there is, yeah, everybody has like this idea of, you know, this Holy Paladin, but within these archetypes, there's so much spread and and opportunity to kind of, you know, really be your own unique character, um, even within, you know, the Paladin class. So, uh, and as part of that, you also are given specific spells and different, sort of spins on channeling uh, your divine power. Uh, And the three options that you have are the Oath of Devotion, uh, you have the Oath of the Ancients, and then you also have the Oath of Vengeance. And those are the three that kind of stop, that, that sort of define that spread if you will with to me i mean the oath of devotion which is the first one in there that's really i guess what i think of and y'all feel free to disagree here that's really your cut from the cloth paladin you know just yeah, the old the classic. stereotype right? i agree yeah, yeah. that goody two shoe uh paladin yeah unfortunately it's... everybody
2: kind of sticks that too
3: <laughs> right right he's, he's got the spells like you know um, your zone of truth, you know, everybody's gotta play nice, you know, that kind of stuff, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: He's the guy in the party that ruins the party.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nobody can have a good time. The the no fun paladin, right?
2: He's the one running around with coasters. Remember to throw out your trash before my parents get yeah. home. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um And then the Oath of the Ancients is, I kind of like, this is another sort of neat design thing. They sort of repeat throughout the system, but this is a little bit of a a mashup of classes, if you will. The Oath of the Ancients is sort of a paladin with a nod toward a druid build. So he'll have things like control over plants and speak with animals, that that sort of stuff. So it's kind of a neat intersection. Maybe, I don't know, his holy power is a little more um, derived from the natural world as opposed to studying in a temple, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you associate that kind of like a like maybe an elven paladin or a gnome paladin, you know, something that's more coming straight from nature, not from a, a structured society.
3: Yeah, maybe he worships, you know, more of an ancient fae type, uh, you know, deity as opposed to, well, I don't know, like some of the more classic gods from D&D. Just, just pick one, basically, you know, Lawful Good Spectrum. Like, uh, what's the one uh um, or Or
2: 5- the Silver Dragon.
3: Yeah, the Silver Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a classic one. Lathander, who is uh Yeah. Mark has a, a cleric of Lathander in our Curse of Strahd campaign, so that's definitely a goody-two-shoes kind of god. And then I guess the, the last build is... Uh, I think it's a wide open build to me. Um, the oath of vengeance, yeah. um, totally capable of, you know, you could play this character evil. You could, you know, play him fighting different degrees of evil, you know, which I think is an interesting thing sort of tying back into, uh, the, what we were anticipating the D and the open is going to be based on, um, which is the latest 5E release due out in September called Descent into Avernus, um, which for those who might not be familiar, uh, this is going to be, uh, I'm anticipating, directly set in the nine planes of hell. So you have these lawful evil forces, devils and the such, fighting the chaotic evil forces, you know, which is your more traditional demons and things like that. So yeah. uh, certainly... Tons of opportunity for great role playing there with an oath of vengeance Paladin.
2: And you were talking about like the uh, the paladins in general. they're like the goody two shoes of the party. This is where you can drop the paladin mm-hmm. in and then just they can do no wrong because everything they kill is evil. Everything they meet is evil, so they don't have mm-hmm. to pull any punches. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. They can be lawful good all day long and just slaughter whole
0: oh, yeah.
3: Every yeah thing. all the smiting yeah all of it self-righteous even in their wrongness right yep
1: <laughs> this is yes. like this
3: is like thor in endgame
1: versus like thor from the the first movie or something like that
2: yeah yeah um <laughs> we're, we're, remember in uh ragnarok he's in that uh that hell scape that he goes down to and he meets Surter right in the beginning of
1: that movie yeah he's just yeah so those yeah of of somebody out for bent like that's their sole driving force is that kind of darker side of quote-unquote righteousness because it's now like their own version of righteousness which Mm -hmm. i feel like when somebody's like somebody can be powerful when they're fighting for the righteousness of like somebody else but when they're fighting like their own version of righteousness i feel like there's a little bit of untapped power that they begin to wield.
2: Kind of like a, a Jedi tapping into the uh, dark side.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. Stay on course, Adam. Stay on course.
2: <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Saw, Don't talk saw about saw Star you Wars. Don't talk about Star Wars.
1: <laughs> oh, that was a close one. <laughs> well, the yeah. close call. <laughs> roll the tape forward an hour okay back to d&d
2: so those those are the three types main types of paladins those uh, those different oaths the warlocks it seems like in the player's handbook they they have six sort of options they have their three different types of patrons and they have three different kinds of packs these pacts that they make to how they're going to, I guess, fulfill their, I, I don't know. I want to say oath to their patron, but it, we just, we're talking about oaths. So I don't want to say oaths, but yeah. Sarah.
0: Uh, yeah. It's, it's like you said, there, it's their pact. It's the deal they've made
1: yes, and,
0: uh, or their patron has made to them, you know, they, they, they might be using them and that means, you know, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship between the two.
2: Yes. Uh, it, so many great role playing options here. Just the thought of uh, being able to role play this, like, this commitment <laughs> between mm-hmm. these two beings that don't even exist necessarily on the same plane of existence.
3: Yeah. Right. And, and the patron is as reliant on his warlock or warlocks as they are on him so that he can sort of, you know, have a foothold in the, in the material plane, maybe where otherwise he wouldn't have the power to do so.
2: Yeah, I like the idea that we come back to a lot when we're talking about Warhammer too. That these deities—it's it, a—it's a mutual relationship. That the more followers a deity has, the more powerful the de- deity is. So for them to have these powerful followers out there in the world, spreading their message, yeah, they need these people to be out there and be successful. Uh, so yeah, they do depend on these warlocks and paladins that are out there in the world supporting these deities or these other. Types of creatures. So a warlock is almost like a paladin for these non godlike creatures.
3: Yeah, I think maybe there's one important distinction, and it's the way that warlocks to me are sort of set up is that there is always some price to be exacted, right? Yeah. In service to these patrons. Whereas I feel like maybe, you know, with paladins, maybe, you know, they're more you know motivated by maybe temple life or you know some other social situation not necessarily this you know disconnected non-existent imaginary friend if you will right <laughs>
2: <laughs> well except in this universe unlike our own in this universe they mm. they, they they pray for something and it happens so when they say thoughts and prayers, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Thoughts and prayers. It's actually a thing. It's actually a thing. Like, holy shit. It did something. Uh-huh. So the, the warlock otherworldly patron can be Archfey, the Fiend, or the Great Old One. These are the three options in the player's handbook. So the Archfey sounds a lot like the Oath of the Ancients. They're both um uh fey creatures that you know, tied more to nature it seems. Mm-hmm. The fiend is gonna be your devils. Your demons and devils, your your underworld nine hells kind of creatures that are right. right there packed with you. All the fun ones. All the fun ones. Right. And then the great old one. And the great That's old one's it. like yeah, I love this. <laughs> what does that sound like to you, the great old one?
0: Oh, the, the, the
3: Cthulhu. Yes, <laughs> that yeah. whole mythos. Yeah. yeah but in a very yeah. uh, specific and non trademark infringing way, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <not>. yeah exactly. <laughs> no trademark
2: infringing yeah. there. It's Cthulhu, obviously, but H.P. Lovecraft family can't sue us. So
3: it's, mm-hmm, the, it's yep. the old one. <laughs> but I, I think I like, um, I think some of the times those folks maybe. Tying this sort of to the game of thrones universe maybe one of these folks is sort of like uh uh what's this i'm blanking on it right now but the name of the island where the yes. Greyjoys are
2: from the iron islands
3: uh the iron, iron island. islands right yeah. you know the what is dead may never die that whole mantra
2: yeah and yeah um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to reading more about that creature that probably did exist in some way they're saying in the canon
3: right yeah, well, that could be that that could be my one-hour diatribe.
1: <laughs> I've actually had
2: um, the people that I talk to that don't play any of these games that but want to know more about just geek fandom in general have been asking me like, do you have you done a Game of Thrones episode? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, so, this, I would like to get a reunion of this group and uh, do a Game of Thrones episode at some point because there, we still haven't unpacked everything really since the season's been over
3: yeah i think <laughs> oh. yep. no from the season for sure but i i'll be honest I, i'm still reeling from fire and blood the the latest novel yeah. that was produced which the just the amount of stuff in there that's that's there to unpack is i mean it's uh tons of content there i feel like to touch on
2: okay I'll, I'll have to finally get around and, and open it up i've got this stack of books that i haven't gotten to yep. yet Um, so that's that's on the list to talk about the kraken and the iron islands um but that's uh the three types of fiends my suspicion going into the open the way it was worded it says there are three infernal pact warlocks so that makes me suspect that they're probably all going to be the fiend as their pact
3: master yeah and then there's yeah that's their assumption yeah
2: and then there's three types of packs they can make the pact of the tome the pact of the blade and the pact of the chain right so the uh matt you want to talk about those
3: sure yeah so um you know pact of the chain i think again start they kind of i like how there's like just the uh, basic build what everybody might think a stereotypical warlock might be um, this is your shadowy figure who, who may have some kind of familiar companion and they really kind of highly encourage that in the player's handbook by sort of expanding the list of familiars you could have beyond what maybe your run-of-the-mill wizard might get you could have you know an imp or a pseudo dragon or a sprite sort of as you're familiar right maybe this invisible little thing that's literally whispering in your ear all the all the things you might not have thought of on your own to to do to sort of uh, serve the evil
2: yeah i could see it being like a a great fun role play to have uh your your anytime you start straying from the path of your of your your fiend uh boss that you your your imp would be whispering in your ear, I'm gonna tell on you, you better do the other thing instead. <laughs> right, right. That's great. <laughs> kind of like a nanny cam.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's straight to the nether world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like your
2: your like ring doorbell for your that you put on your warlock to make sure
3: it's <laughs> um the the second build is the pact of the blade warlock and and I've I've played with this a little bit but always have had it very near the top of my list to really do a proper build here because I think it's a nod to previous editions the hexblade warlock who's right. uh, really and I mean this is a totally different thing than you would expect a magic user to be right like this is a melee combat maybe you know type thing where this his major power is just summoning this magical weapon that can take all the different forms um, at any time and just, you know, being able to wade into battle. You can never be parted from it. Uh, you know, maybe in certain situations, it's you, you need a whip or in certain situations, you want a battle axe, right? And that's always sort of at your disposal due to your pact with these uh, this, this terrible patron, right? Yeah.
2: I love the thought of the image they have in at least one of the players' handbooks is this like tiefling and spiked black armor and it's got a sword in one hand and a wand in the other hand and just looks
1: like mm-hmm.
2: a total badass, just ready to just cause a lot of harm.
1: Yeah. I kind of picture like uh, um, like the way like the way the you know, Green Lantern kind of like summon some, some sort of object that it uses to fight with. Yeah. And it's all very, it's all very melee or, uh, um, physical in nature, you know, yeah. just here's a giant hammer,
2: you know, <laughs> I mean, he, he can make anything he wants, but like in the, in the old comics, he's always making like baseball mitts. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the plane's <laughs> crashing. And he makes a giant baseball mitt. Yeah. <laughs> instead of like who knows anyway hey, what a, whatever works whatever works but that's a, such a yeah. great thing too we were just dealing with our game curse of Stry the other night they had to, those skulls that were resistant to piercing damage mm-hmm. so to have a weapon you could immediately go from a rapier and turn it into a warhammer to suddenly do you know a different damage type
1: so, yeah. yeah that's a lovely thought
2: yeah uh so yeah i i they remind me a bit of um, kind of like playing a thief with a hex plate. If you've got like a melee thief, a melee rogue, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They get, instead of, yeah. they get their, their hex damage and all those other kind of uh, magic that they can do instead of doing backstab damage and different magical defenses. But I think they, you know, glass cannon still, but yeah, glass cannon that can do a ton of damage up close.
3: Yeah, and maybe, and I think that's one of the other things I kind of like about this build, is it really makes you think about where to put your strong abilities, right? Because although you have this, this blade, you still have to have, you know, if you want to wield a hammer, you still have to be strong, right?
2: Yeah, it's still a strength uh, weapon
3: right so you have this like do i do i dump all my points into you know charisma to be a strong spellcaster or do maybe i hedge my bets a little bit and really lean on this pack of the blade and and go strength or dex so i could use some kind of weapon a little bit more effectively right
2: yeah you'd have to pick one either you uh, a finesse weapon but there aren't a lot of uh, finesse weapons out there um for close combat i mean you've got i guess the uh Is the quarterstaff finesse weapon? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't
3: think so. It probably has to be a short sword, maybe.
2: Yeah, what bludgeoning finesse weapons are there?
3: Yeah, I I can't think of any off the top Uh of my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think that's... but But, you know, I like... I sort of always want this maybe a little more balanced character or a character that's like not great at one thing but pretty good at two things be a little more diverse right i think that's yeah. an interesting way to play be a, uh, a a bigger set of keys for different situations right
2: yeah can can hang back and just fire off spells you know until it's time to get in a fight or when you get hurt in the fight you can jump back and then start shooting spells
3: Mm-hmm. yeah at least have that option yeah Unless you're changed to your paladin, in which case.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you screwed. Sorry.
2: <laughs> and then the uh, the last pact, Pact of the Tome. And I know, Matt, you said this was the one that you were, you were most interested
3: in. I I love this. Just just because immediately by, upon taking the Pact of the Tome, you get this Book of Shadows, which is pretty akin to a wizard's spell book, but sort of like the Pact of the Blade. It's You can't really be parted from it. Right, it's sort of specific to you, and if you die, it turns to ash. But it gives you this expanded ability to cast spells and to pull spells from all the various different classes where you might not have access to them otherwise.
2: That Um, is so cool, and it's just cantrips, right?
3: It is, it is. But you know, um, if you're if you're feeling a little limited with the warlock spell list, you know, like let me just pick three cantrips from wherever i want
2: wherever clerics and i can
3: and paladins. use charisma to cast them right yeah. <laughs> like it's it's super cool i think
2: yeah you want to take a bard spell you any anybody's spellbook? you can you can take uh three cantrips from anywhere i the first one that popped in my head was guidance mm-hmm. um that's such a fun easy and to be able to at will just give somebody a d4 to any kind of uh check that's pretty awesome
3: it it is awesome and I mean you know Mark and Adam we played in the open last year we had or I don't know if it was the open one of the games we played in there was the guy at the table who was just the best playing of a cleric I've ever seen in in cooperative play like we didn't know this guy at all but he was just blessing and giving guidance left and right and it was just he, he did totally unselfish just using every turn to make sure everybody else was getting their optimal chance and it was so great to have a person like that just handing out the assists, you know?
2: When you're talking about a D20, to just, to to bump the roll by one to four points, that's, you know, it, it doesn't seem that big when you look at it at first, but then to think about, like, it's not taking a spell slot. No. You're just at will, guidance, and just boom. Every time you're like, oh, you got another death save coming, guidance.
3: Yeah, and I think... You know, the nice thing is it, it, at lower levels, especially, it's a really big swing, right? When everybody yeah. doesn't have the big pluses that are kind of skewing your numbers one way, mm-hmm. you know, having that if your plus is only a three or a four at lower levels, you know, like you get a whole range of your entire ability bonus right at the front, right? Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I think the pact of the tome is the most flexible possible version just kind of leaves the door open uh, wide open to all kinds of creative and interesting builds. And I think that's why I'm, I've never really quite recovered from (laughs) that build. It's a a ton of fun. The,
2: uh, yeah, most classes in lower levels, like you're saying, they, you only have, you know, maybe three or four cantrips to right off the bat, have twice as many cantrips as everybody else. Yeah. So many, it's just a, a box full of different types of silver bullets. You know, you've, you've got an answer to every situation
0: that, that is so useful. Uh, I really like this one now, you know,
1: just looking at it. Yeah. It,
3: it, and I think it's super important for warlocks too, because maybe the other thing that we should mention, which makes them pretty unique is their actual spell slots to cast bigger spells are extremely limited, right? Uh, they don't get, you know, clerics have, you know, five, six, seven, eight times a day, they can cast spells, wizards, the same, sorcerers, all these, right? But warlocks only, up until the higher levels, only ever get to cast two spells that take slots, and you always cast them at the highest level. Uh, So having this just wide variety of cantrips is just really critical. Uh, It's a nice, different spin on the magic users in D&D overall.
2: Yeah, it's something, it's, it's very unique, very different than the rest.
3: Absolutely, and that, that's what I like is the flavor, the spread, the way they've kind of leveraged the whole 5e magic system, which I think is terrific, Into just different ways to apply it, I think is, it's one of the best features of this 5th edition.
2: So, let's talk strategy then. So we know that going into the open, there's four of us and we've decided that we're each going to take one uh, class and focus on it. Uh, So to prepare for the open, um, we were talking about trying to get in some games playing as those classes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'd also like to get some role playing in. Uh, Do you guys want to create uh, a pair of, Paladins and a pair of warlocks, and we'll try and get some games in with those uh prior to the open.
3: That sounds incredible. Yeah, that
2: sounds like
0: uh sounds like that's something we need to do. Yeah, I think so as well.
2: You guys still want to be paladins?
0: Yeah, I'm game for that. I how do. About, yeah, how, yeah. How about you? Do you, you still want to do a uh, warlock, Adam?
2: Oh yeah, I'm totally happy doing a warlock. I mean, <laughs> uh, Adam warlock. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be glad to play as a warlock.
3: Sure, come on. This warlocks have high charisma, buddy. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I know. They're kind of persuasive.
2: <laughs> they do have all those uh, charm spells and friend spells, mm-hmm. and
1: so will these um, will these characters be pre generated for us when we get there? And so essentially, we'll just be you know hoping that we we practice what we want, and then that's an option for us to take. It's the trick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So 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 I think I
0: think one of the things uh, Nicholas and I we need to do we need to, you know, buckle down, study the paladins, uh, and just how they play. But I think it's gonna be advantageous to us as well to learn the warlock as well. Just we know how Matt and Adam are gonna be uh, are reacting to certain situations so we can kind of yeah. get ahead of the game on that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And know how like um in a role play situation, I know it's a competitive situation, but in a role play situation in general, I don't want, like necessarily want to tell you what to do with your turn, but mm-hmm. if, I, if I know what you can do, and I know how you think, I can plan ahead and think, oh, well, I've got a hex I can put on this guy. The hex spell says something like, uh, I can give him disadvantage on one particular type of defense. And say I know that your best attack requires a wisdom save, so I can use my hex on my turn, give him disadvantage on wisdom saves. So and your turn comes around, and bam, we can we can synchronize.
0: That's perfect. I
3: yeah. think that, that
0: that's the ideal. I guess we're really shooting for right there.
3: Yeah. Like, yeah. And I like the idea kind of a one shot situation too, beforehand. So we can just kind of, you know, sort all that out and be a little bit more open than we might be if we were a little stricter on role playing. Right. You know, and then playing characters. True.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But I do like the, I'd still like to role play these characters. I'd like to make some characters tonight. and Let's role play these characters all weekend. And hopefully mm-hmm. we can do a, a, get two two wins. We'll we'll get warmed up and ready for the open and have some fun, silly characters we can talk about afterwards.
3: That sounds great
2: Do you want to go old school and actually roll our stats?
3: Oh my god Uh, I haven't done that in a while I've been using standard array so long I think uh, (laughs) it it might be fun To see how bad or good this guy's (laughs) Genes are, right?
2: Do you want to go like super crazy? They have that uh, Random character builder on uh, On D&D Beyond (laughs) I've i've been just you just hit that button you just say create random character and it will do everything and you don't know what you get the first time i did it i ended up with an uh a half elf warlock that had a 12 charisma and an 18 strength <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's beautiful yeah so it is random they're it's- not like trying to
3: there's no optimizing, right? <laughs>
2: no, nothing in it nothing about it was optimized this all the none of the spells were anything offensive or defensive. they were all uh all the spells were taken up with social or support spells no nothing that would actually make them better in a fight.
1: so I, I love it <laughs> yeah that that actually sounds a lot of fun because all of this will be pre built for us when we get there. All of those um stats will be will be set in the pre in the pre-built character yes we yeah. open yeah yeah sounds to me like i'll just i'll just go with a random build and learn how to play from well, there
2: but as much as i think it's fun i maybe we should try to get some kind of a little bit of optimizing
1: will they optimize for us or is it going to be a completely random build from that
2: from them for the open I don't yeah. think it's going to be completely random. I think they I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll give us at least a maybe not like a a min max build, yeah. but they'll all be not uh, subpar. Okay.
3: Yeah, that th- I would anticipate there'll be builds that make some sense, right? And I think on uh, the episode where you had uh, the folks that were organizing on, for instance, they alluded to that there might be a tiefling warlock in there which would be a pretty uh, optimized choice right because they get bumps to charisma and the warlocks are going to need charisma for spellcasting that kind of stuff
2: yeah mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm planning to make a uh, I think I'll make a uh, tiefling warlock mm-hmm. that's packed to the chain warlock I'll give that a try nice
0: what oath are you leaning towards Mark uh, I'm not sure yet let me get back to you here <laughs> I, I wonder, feel like just debating between a few. How, how about you, Nicholas? What, what what's catching your the, eye?
1: I think Oath of Vengeance kind of has has intrigued me. Mm-hmm.
2: I have an That's, Oath of that, Vengeance paladin that I've played and it's it's fun. I mean they're not like none of them are wildly different, but that one you you can still get everything else. All, lots of good stuff, no matter which one you take but that one I think it just gets a little extra it's it's meant to be right in the fight it's meant to be the tanky damage dealing front row guy
1: yeah but I'm open so mark, if you feel like you want you want to do that then uh, then I can always take another one
3: what are you guys thinking? I haven't uh, I haven't played a human in a while. I was thinking I might go super flexible and do a human. Um, Pact of the Tome Warlock and just have all this ability to sort of move my bonuses around and have different cantrips and stuff there. Um, I think that might be an interesting thing to play with.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun.
3: So, So we want to roll some stats first, or do we want to kind of get races and classes lined up?
2: Well, I think I got my race and class lined up.
3: And I should also say anyone looking to Sort of maybe stick their toe in the water for D and D, or maybe folks that are just getting accustomed to it. I mean, there is no better tool, in my opinion, than D and D Beyond, and it's not like they're a sponsor or anything. But it's
2: it's, it's <laughs> almost completely free. The rules it are did. free. Yeah, everything on there is free, unless you want to get into like the specialized stuff, or if you want to get the, the the extra books, then you're spending money on the site. All the basic <laughs> stuff is free.
0: It's worth it. Just buy it all. <laughs> Just the le- legendary bundle.
2: Just do it. It's like uh, $500, I think, right now.
0: It's a small
3: price to play pay.
2: It, for <laughs> how many books it is, if you were to actually buy those books retail, it is probably like a big savings.
3: Yeah. And I think, you know, I used, you know, two years ago, I would have been a guy that told you I wanted the physical book in my hand all the time. Right. Then I went to dragon con and carried six books around for four days. Right. <laughs> Had to have like, my chiropractor solve some problems and <laughs> you know what? Maybe a laptop's a better choice.
2: <laughs> Why don't we roll our stats
3: and we're going to do the four D six method from the playbook and drop the low.
2: Yeah. So just, you know, I think we all need charisma, right? Don't paladins need charisma too.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, yeah, let's hope that last roll is a good one. Ooh, that's a lot of ones. Oh. <laughs> well, you're, the, you're rolling your strength first, right? That's not bad. Are we rolling them in order, or are we going to pick them? Oh, no, roll them in order. I'm All just right. Kidding. We should probably do at least one. <laughs> <laughs> not super happy with my roll so far.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to come back and be like, standard array is much better much for many areas.
1: <laughs> So uh, we, you roll four dice, and you take the top three, right? Yep. yep. Okay.
3: Yes. <laughs> I've rolled a six yet. Yeah, me either. Oh, there we go. Ah, nice.
2: Well, my highest roll was a 13. Oh, boy. It's still, I think it'll still be... You know, at least I won't have any eights in there if I was doing the standard array.
1: Oh, there we go. All right. Actually, not yes. doing too oh, bad.
2: So how about that?
0: <laughs> I don't know what to do with that.
1: It's all, down, it's all downhill from here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, True, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I usually roll my
3: dice wrong. I don't know how to do it, but... <laughs> Were you done with your rolling before you started talking trash? Yeah. yeah, I made sure of that.
2: <laughs> so, what do we think? One swap, two swaps? Leave it. Eat it. Eat it. How many rolls do we do? Six total.
1: <laughs> and what do you mean by swaps?
2: So uh, if you're doing like the standard array in the character builder, uh, mm-hmm. what you usually do is you, you have the range of numbers and it's like 8, 10, 12, 13, 15, 13, 14, 15, something like that. And you get, decide where you want them to go. I want to put the 12 in strength and I want to put the 15 in charisma. The, that's what I mean by like the standard array. That's how you do it. Right. We right. rolled these in order. So I was thinking swaps, as in take uh, like, take yeah, move one of those rolls to a different ability.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. So, uh, I can live with it how it is. I didn't have any high rolls, but I didn't have any low rolls.
3: Yeah, mine's in pretty good shape. I don't. I don't. I feel like uh, swapping would probably just make it worse. So I'm gonna go with what I got.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mark?
0: Uh, I did. Pr- I my lowest roll was a ten hey nice so it's basically uh yeah, I rolled two 14s two 15s and two tens.
2: oh <laughs> that's, that's
1: <laughs> awesome I, yeah 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 I got a 13 15 8 Ugh. 15 11 and 12 nice. oh you're balanced that's nice you're not gonna have any weak points the 8 is a weak point oh so that's, yeah that's spot for 3 I don't know what that uh, that means
2: uh, that'd be your constitution if we do it in order. Yeah.
1: So I ended up with thirteen, ten, eleven,
2: twelve, eleven, ten. Oops. All right. So nothing, nothing great, nothing terrible. It's just that ten in the charisma that's irking mm. me. So the mm. most I'll have is twelve with the charisma bonus.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got super lucky in rolled an 18 on my charisma. No. Nice. I really did. Like I was complaining and then all of a sudden it was like boom that last slot popped up 18.
2: So yeah, you're going to be crushing it with those spells.
3: Oh man. Tieflings get charisma and intelligence as a plus 1, is that right?
2: That's right if you're doing a, a standard tiefling build. There's lots yeah. of other there's like 100 tiefling subclasses. It's crazy. Yeah. A variant tiefling. Well, I'm actually
3: I'm I'm excited. I think when um Set into Avernus comes out, there might be some Warlock builds that we haven't seen yet. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, Yeah, A little bit more flavor to that. They're kind of due. They haven't put any more packs out since the Player's Handbook, so it feels like that needs Well, the Hexblade
2: is kind of like a... Yeah. That's in the Sword Coast one.
3: Forgot about that, yeah. Hmm. Are you going to go... You said you're going um, Archfey, Adam? No, I'm going to do Fiend you the Fiend? Yeah.
2: Why do you think our group is traveling together?
3: Hmm. Two
0: paladins, two warlocks. The, uh, the the story that comes to mind with this, it's, I, I just go back and I know recently they had a show about it, but one of my favorite books by Neil Gaiman and uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> The Pratchett, uh, uh, The Good Omens.
2: Yeah, that, that was fun. I still haven't watched the last episode. I've never even watched that, but I read the book. And I love the book. love the good uh, irreverent British humor.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's just a classic. It's so much fun. I don't know. Maybe we're traveling together. Maybe we're sort of in the aftermath of a, of a big battle, and uh, you know, the battle's kind of died down, but we're sort of lost and separated from our different units, and we're trying to get out of somewhere sticky, so we're kind of forced to band together.
2: I like that. Like we were on opposite sides of the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But what's left is a wilderness that's hostile to us both, to us all. Right.
3: right. Tons of morally and ethically uh, decisions to be made there, I feel like. So when we, uh, when we apply our ability scores, are we going with the manual
1: method?
2: Yeah. If you're using D&D Beyond, that's what you do. You go with the manual method and just type those numbers in so do you so, think we should start at a higher level
3: i'm guessing well if we're thinking about this in terms of prep yeah. probably get level five characters i don't know that for sure but i would guess i
2: would say three I, to five yeah probably five. Yeah. do you remember what level we were
0: i i, I think it was five yeah. yeah, honestly, because I think five gets you over the hump. It gives you a lot of the abilities, but you don't really become powerhouses. I think that that's that's right
1: in that area. Yeah, I think they said we start at five. You do. OK.
3: Yeah. And, and some of the and especially the warlock builds, man, they are so squishy at like the lower levels. <laughs> Just <laughs> like yeah. they can't, you know, the armor is, di- is difficult and all this other stuff. Right. So if you I feel like a level two or level three warlock, I've had them die a handful of times. Um, so I feel like they probably don't want that to be anybody's experience. You just keep dying in the open.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, we just did these new characters for, you know, starting with Will and Jamie and it was, uh, yeah. Starting at level one and we're like fighting <laughs> goblins and stuff. And it's like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you get one good roll in there and it's like, Oh guys, I'm almost down. <laughs> <laughs> run away, run away. Yep. I think Willa's uh, half-elf was, like, 7 HP or something at level 1 or something. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> <I don't laughs>
3: <don't> Just <laughs> 7 or 8. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, what, one one arrow was, like, 1d6 plus 1 or something like that, so you could... yeah, well, like, like And you don't get bumped up to level 2 until uh, after you clear that whole initial cave. Yeah, that's tough that's what yeah, <laughs> That's tough. tough that 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 um starter set gave us some fits when we first tried to play it <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's it's rated pretty high i was reading some article about like the top rated um D art you know from like years and years ago and this one was actually rated pretty high yeah, pretty yeah yeah it's really well done
2: i want to check out the new one too the essentials kit
1: yeah that yeah. looks
0: good gotta go to target for that right
2: yeah until september so mm, okay all right good
0: good yep yep And even that so
2: so do we yeah. want to do that our, our our characters we are uh behind enemy lines we've been forced to band together i, I like
0: that I, I like the idea that we were in some sort of conflict or scuffle but maybe
3: something bigger
2: came along yeah
3: maybe maybe to kind of tie the room together we all take the soldier background perhaps
2: well i was going to take criminal spy okay because i feel okay. like spy, yeah. it's still like yeah Attached to the army, whatever unit, but yeah, spy. I'm, I'm yeah, I took night. Yeah, that mm-hmm. fits
0: now. Now, I do have to say, guys, I, I am gonna have to go uh retire here in a moment. Uh, unfortunately, my uh, my day's gonna begin real early again. <sighs> oh my
2: god, you have you were such an animal.
0: We didn't, so our uh, so we're gonna try it again tomorrow. <laughs>
2: yeah. Is that a train going by your house? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> is that your train? Is that your ride of work?
0: It is actually, yeah. I, I ride the train <laughs> like a like a hobo, <laughs>
2: like a like, like
0: a murder <laughs> hobo.
2: <laughs> I think, uh, Mark. I think you should hit the random name button on D anD D Beyond before you leave. You don't have to okay. keep it, but I think that's what we're going to call your character once you leave.
0: <laughs> All right. right. Well, I, well, I I got a man here, so we're we're going with a paladin knight background. I uh, got pretty good stats here. I'm going to go ahead and uh, start fleshing them out. Uh, But here we go with the randomized character name. Oh, 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 no. (laughs) My character's name is Alexis Death Swallow. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) That is amazing. Uh, I I think we might have to keep that one.
2: (laughs) Alexis Death Swallow. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Did you go with human?
0: I, I did. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. Were right. we all supposed to go with human? No, you do no. whatever you want. Oh. You know, whatever.
0: All right. All right, we'll get some sleep, Mark. All right. All right, fellas. Roll well, and I want to hear your names uh, uh, tomorrow, so put them in the group chat, all right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, I, I think everybody needs to randomize their name now.
2: I'm going. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: yeah. D- deal. Better. Awesome. All right, All right, fellas. I'll get in touch in the, uh, the tomorrow at some point, but not first thing. All right.
1: Thanks,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> Dan All, <right. laughs> All right. Bye. See ya.
3: Dragonborn. Ooh, nice.
2: That's a lot nice. of fun. I have a heavily armored Dragonborn model. I keep meaning to paint, and I just haven't got around to painting it. But yeah, the, the thought of a Dragonborn Paladin is so cool. And to have that breath weapon. Yeah. What color dragon?
1: I'm going to go green, so that'll give me a poison damage and a 15-foot cone with a constitution save.
2: Nice. That's good. So if I know I've got my hex coming up, I can, uh, hex somebody's constitution and then you just blast them with your poison. Yep. Yeah. Well, one, two. And Matt, you said you're going human, right?
3: I did. I went very inhuman, human. Maxing yes. What, uh, mm-hmm.
2: what feet? Well,
3: maxing out what I think is the coolest part of, Warlock's uh, the Eldritch Blast yeah. spell, um, which normally would have 120 foot range, but by taking Spell Sniper, I double that range. So I'm now shooting bolts of force that are 240 feet in there's, range. There's other benefits uh, too, right? Uh, well, all I guess all of my uh, uh, cantrips are double their oh, range. Nice.
2: So Spell Sniper double. And then speech. I got a,
3: yeah, and then I also got to pick another cantrip too. So that was nice. So I'm really super heavy on cantrips, which I think is real neat in terms of, uh, being a warlock. Cause they can sometimes feel a little, um, you're just doing Eldritch blast over and yeah, over. You know what I mean? Say. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I'm sort of anticipating that and trying to get a little more, uh, a little more diversity in this character.
2: The, uh, Eldritch invocations, right. You get the agonizing blast.
3: Yeah. So you get to add your, charisma mod to eldritch yeah, blast right Yep. Yep. and then we're we're doing level five builds right yep. that's what we said mm. so then i did that and then i guess i did a little bit backwards but then at the for the fourth level thing i went ahead and maxed out my charisma so Up um, 20 charisma? i'll be doing yeah because i rolled that lucky 18 <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all the way up there, so my Eldritch Blasts are 1d12 plus 5. Nice.
2: And then, uh, Nicholas, which uh, Oath do you think you're going to go with?
1: I'm going to do the Oath of Vengeance. Nice. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah, do it. As a paladin, am I looking to uh, stats, am I looking to increase you know what i mean um my abilities like which abilities am i looking to grow are you thinking like melee based combat
3: if,
1: if so i was
2: thinking are you so thinking more like a, a tank you want to be able to heavy armor and shield or you want to do more like do the maximum amount of damage possible and be like a great weapon two handed weapon uh, i see
1: yeah i i started playing this fighter this human fighter Um, you know, with uh, Jamie and Willa, and I like the ability that I can go, like, two-handed or not not two-handed, but wield two weapons granted, I I guess a two-handed weapon, you just do a lot more damage one blow, as a fighter I was able to add my ability modifier to my damage on my second weapon attack, oh, because I was, my efficiency, or proficiency was like two-handed weapons or something or skill yeah, or something a fighter, like that. Fighter ability. Yeah. So maybe two-handed weapon would be better unless we need a tank. I guess Mark's already playing a tank at our other, our other one, right? Isn't that what he is, a kind of a or No, that's Clark. that's Clark. Yeah, but
2: Clark does a lot of damage too. He does kind of both. Yeah. So you get to choose. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah very similar to uh, with a fighter, you get to choose a fighting style at second level with a paladin. So you get to choose Defense, Dueling, Great Weapon Fighting, or Protection. So Defense, you get a plus one to your AC when you're wearing armor. Mm, okay. Uh, Dueling, when you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons, you get a plus two bonus to damage rolls with that weapon. Okay. Uh, Great Weapon Fighting, when you roll a one or two on a damage die for an attack you make with a melee weapon that you are wielding with two hands you can re-roll the die and must use the new roll. The weapon must have the two-handed or versatile property for you to gain the benefit. So it's it's something for you to pay yeah. attention to in combat. But nice to re-roll yeah. ones and twos. And then the last one's protection. When a creature you can see attacks a target other than you that is within five feet of you, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage in the attack roll. You must be wielding a shield. Yeah. When you think of your your dragonborn, you just close your eyes. What What's he holding? He or she?
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I like the duelers. I like the dueling one you were talking about. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I like well um, do I uh,
2: You can still you hold know. a shield. This is when you're not holding a weapon in the other hand.
1: So it's saying if you're Right. So, in that sense, um, but I also like that defensive one where it says you're getting an extra AC,
2: plus one AC that's just across the board
1: all the time. And uh, see, I feel like I could do that. Wear some, get some extra AC from my armor, and then like dual dual wield
3: weapons. That way, I'm like attacking twice. But that's a nice tank build. Nice stacking the ac yeah yeah that way i'm not holding the shield
1: i can just get the benefit from the armor yeah and then i can still try and do some damage i like that build. i think i i think to me that's what i what i picture when i close my eyes so
2: what uh what weapons does this dragon like to wield this dual wielding dragon <laughs> dragon born
1: i get two martial
2: weapons right that's the, the basic yeah but you can I don't think there are any restrictions on what you can actually put if it's a common item.
1: What? uh yeah. hmm. So the the war pick. What is that? Is that what kind of damage does that do? I'm not
2: familiar with the damage. If I had to guess, it's probably a d8. But I think a war pick is kind of like a like a pickaxe that's been, you know, but but it's like a warhammer pickaxe. It is
3: one d one d8 piercing. Piercing.
1: Cause I like the idea of like piercing or slashing and then like bludgeoning, you know, like having one or the other that way, if you do get something that takes one, but not, you know, that has resistance to one Mm -hmm. and I can still hit it with the other one.
2: Oh, you didn't pick a uh, (laughs) a background yet for your character either. Uh, Sometimes a background will have a benefit that helps you in these choices. Mm -hmm. The the background will usually come with a couple free skills as well proficiencies
1: okay i would have already chosen that you, know, it correct. Doesn't
2: matter. you can do it now it's a
1: process that would be back in the description yeah if
2: you go Is across the top it's in the description i said soldier you did yeah yeah i know the uh the sailor and the pirate both come i think with a belaying pin which i thought was a funny little like characterful thing because it's basically a club
1: i couldn't choose those i can only choose a limited
2: background i wonder if it's because of uh maybe i purchased something like i purchased the player's handbook through D beyond uh, i see but soldier is great and it makes total sense with what we're doing were you thinking of something other than that
1: no i i heard you guys said maybe we were all like coming together from fighting or something like that so i think that fits
2: I know Mark said he was going to be a knight.
1: Uh, okay,
2: was a knight an option for you?
1: No, mine was acolyte, criminal, spy, folk hero, haunted one, noble, sage, soldier.
2: The soldier gives you some skill options so you, that are also in the paladin or proficiency list. So that okay. um, gives you flexibility at least there that you can opens it up for you to choose different proficiencies. Like I think you're automatically if you take soldier, I think you get athletics
3: as a proficiency right off the bat
2: what background did you take matt
3: i definitely went with soldier yeah i felt like that felt pretty true all right so now i
1: should go back in and up myself to level five
2: yeah under the the class area there you know where it is yeah
1: then it should tell me all the things i i need to do fighting style defense that's what i was going to do right yeah. Sacred oath. I'll choose the. So I've got the I've got the player's handbook of physical copies, but on D anD D it won't let me choose. Uh, it says I need to. Yeah.
3: You know, I, I created a campaign, which I don't know and if I. Sh- that's what we were trying to figure out a while ago. If, if I share everything in there, then um you guys should be able to at least see the stuff. If we,
2: do, you, do you need to send us a link to invite us to join your campaign?
3: Uh, yes, and I just put it in the DragonCon channel. I think when you click that, then it'll bring up a list of your characters, and you can highlight one, and then add it to that campaign. Mozia, Moziba, Laughing Slayer. Yes. All right. Now let's uh, see uh, what I can do. Sragrax. Rack awesome. What is with those black Goodness. Goodness. <laughs> 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 that was the random name picker. Some Nargathrish. That's a... Fucking warlock name. Oh man, you've yeah. got a picture for yourself already, yeah, Adam. <laughs>
1: nice.
2: I want to see if I took a picture if that made any difference with the name. I don't know if it did or not. You guys have these nice long names. It's got the. It's got a few letters. I guess seven letters.
1: Uh, now I have all the choices. Vengeance. I the choices now.
3: All the choices. There you go. That's that's what $500 gets you.
1: <laughs> All the choices. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah, we got to always... That's our trick then for making stuff from now on is we got to always just add of the straw.
2: Like, what, 36 characters in the campaign?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so uh, what's better to choose, a feat or an improvement? It's a tough call. What would the feats... Um, are those under in
2: the, in the player's handbook? Uh, you can see all the feats. Uh, it's a separate chapter, okay?
3: It, it may even be better to just look at it through Beyond because you'll have 10,000 more choices too. Because all the other books it depends, but yeah, there's a bunch of feats,
2: it depends on yeah. what you want to do. So, um, do you want to if you were to take the ability score improvement, it's going to give you. For two points, uh, it's probably going to be just a plus one to one stat. Or if you've got a couple that are odd numbers. Like, what are your, what are your stats right now?
1: Uh, what do I get? What do I get? I've got 15. Because because of the Dragonborn, I get plus two to my strength. So that gave me uh, 15 for my strength, uh, 15 for my dex, 8 for constitution, oh. which is giving me a minus one yes. right now, my modifier. Oh. Uh <laughs> 18 uh, on intelligence, 11 on wisdom, 13 on charisma. Wow. So it sounds like maybe I need to
3: get that constitution. Yeah, of that. yeah I would say bump up your your con for sure.
2: Yeah, because for every level, and, it's a minus one hit point.
3: And I think I've also, I got like a, what I think is a good rule. Like if you want to roll your character, but then you come up with something that's less than the standard array. I feel like you should just be allowed to go ahead and take the standard array because well, it's just going to be the standard array. It, it oh, is there more than one eight. Oh, but it's cause he took them in order. Yeah. That's why if you want to, you should move. that. Yeah.
2: I think one swaps fair. Swap that,
3: swap that eight to like your decks, maybe we're or,
2: uh, or intelligence.
3: Intelligence is 15. Yeah. That's what you want your con to be. <laughs>
2: yeah. You need to swap those. Mm-hmm. Is that cheating? I don't think so. We're, we're Nobody's looking. <laughs>
1: yeah nobody's looking
3: and and that's that's hardcore rules too like rolling them (laughs) if you know what class you're gonna be in, you have to roll them in a row (laughs) yeah
2: yeah it's pretty normal to just roll the six attributes and then and then assign the numbers yeah
1: yeah well then uh, that might change around maybe some of my skill proficiencies yeah because if i'm not very smart i had added history as one of my skill proficiencies but there's no sense in taking that if I could an eight on my head.
2: No. Well you could I mean you could still pass that it depends on your philosophy do you want to be if you if you think you have to make the check history is not one of the ones you think you're going to have to make a, a check very often but perception is something you have to do a lot so if i have a low wisdom then that's when i have to i feel like i have to take perception as a or if i have low intelligence i have to take investigation because yeah, i don't know when i'm gonna be the one that's by myself having to do those skill checks to like solve a problem do you know what i mean right but yeah hopefully you won't be like on a solo mission needing a history check that that sounds like a much more well-rounded balanced character now and definitely someone that's going to be tough to fight so you yeah. have a lot of odd number results uh so i think spending the points, Matt, let me know if you feel the same way If you're thinking of a feat that'd be better, mm-hmm. but if you've got all those 15s, a 16 gets yep. you a plus one, mm-hmm. so I would bump up two of those 15s
3: it, it, strength. yeah I would, I would go strength and con yeah. probably if you're,
2: if you're going to be a, a, a hand-to-hand two-weapon fighter, then yeah
3: uh, and, and the other option would be, I guess you could always bump your charisma too, which will help out with your paladin yeah. spells at 5th level I can attack twice,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So that's every, every time, every time
3: with both hands.
2: I think the the second attack is a bonus action. I think, okay. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt.
3: No. Yeah, that's right. You, you get two attacks with your main hand. Um, and no matter how many number of attacks you can get on your turn, you only ever get one bonus action. Okay. And the, offhand, the offhand attack is a yeah. bonus action. Yeah. All right. Sweet.
2: This guy sounded pretty nasty. I don't want to fight him. Did you, uh, do a random name?
1: Yeah, it's in there. It's Zragrax Sumanargathris. If
3: if you came up with that name, I wanted you to name every one of my characters forever now, because be some creative shit.
2: Matt, what's your character? What's okay. your
3: character's name? Uh oh, I just had it up here. Let's see, Boozeba Laughing Slayer. Laughing Slayer. Laughing Slayer. Oh, that's awesome. I like it. Ooh, I forgot about that. What's that? That Warlock benefit, the Dark One's Blessing. Did you get that one? Uh, I think so. It comes with the Fiend, right? I think that's where it came from. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Basically, if you kill somebody, you get temporary yeah. hit points.
2: That's nice. It's, yeah.
3: Mm. So let's
2: talk about these characters. We're going to figure it out as we go, but um, I am a pack-of-the-chain warlock with a criminal spy background. And so I'm assuming my character was recruited as a scout for this war. And uh, tieflings uh, have darkness ability. They can have different abilities to charm and have the, like the friends cantrip, stuff like that. I haven't looked at my actual spell list yet, but I'm, I'm assuming that's what my character's role was to infiltrate and spy and report back. And I'm packed in the chain, so I have a familiar that I use to help me. With my scouting and spying and reporting back, so I feel like that's that's what my background is and what my character's been doing in this war. What about you, Matt?
3: And uh, what what is your character's name?
2: The actual pronunciation. I'm deciding if I'm going to pronounce the X like you would with the word xylophone, you know, or if I should just say X. Uh, But the Mm. name I'm think is Xaracus.
1: Yeah,
3: I like it. Well I am Buzeba laughing slayer and I am a pact of the tome human warlock and following in the yes and tradition of what uh, Adam just said I feel like maybe maybe Buzeba was the one who met you in a tavern at some point and recruited X how do I say it again Xzar
2: ex arrakis
3: uh, ex arrakis maybe said hey there's this great mercenary gig you should get in on it looks like you know what you're doing and you're the dark side is strong with you I like it
2: <laughs> uh, uh, do you think we have the same patron I am um,
3: would we would we even I think Muziba would say whether he did or not he's the kind of guy who'd be like oh we're the same patron
2: <laughs> well I don't know if warlocks go around <laughs> telling people you know right. who their patron is it's like gives people power over them
3: yeah There's, 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 so let's go with like, we said yes, (laughs) but that doesn't mean anything.
2: (laughs) Uh, And what about, can you say your character's name, Nicholas? It's Zragrax. Zragrax?
1: Zragrax Sumer Githrish.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. There's a lot of consonants in a row in that name. There is a lot, even if, so even if you count the Y as a consonant. In this case, it's
1: pretty <laughs> it's even longer. So I like
2: Thragrax. That's that's a good name. It yep. is very the great dragon name. Yeah, I dig it. What do you think? He's
3: how did you get? Well, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, you,
2: uh, Adam. Sorry. You took the soldier background. Uh, let's let's talk about the war. That helped. us flesh it out.
1: Ah. Um, uh, I Yeah. I didn't really mention that. I took the soldier background, and I guess. uh I guess we we, we met behind enemy lines. Was that the yeah. was that the deal?
2: So the the descent into Avernus. Uh, that's coming out next month, and that's supposed to be part of what we're tied to. I was. I think it'd be cool if we had kind of what our this war was kind of related to that, so there's the city of Baldur's Gate is where we're gonna be uh playing the open at least it's related to what we're doing with the open, and that in Baldur's Gate there's gates into the uh the nine hells, and so it's kind of a uh an important place uh for those uh in the you know those sub realms that want to like have influence in this in the material plane. So maybe uh your your guy was uh a soldier uh working for some kind of I guess army of um like with a divine purpose to try and close one of these gates. Maybe uh mm-hmm. our army was trying to like uh open a gate of some kind. Okay. Uh so the uh war there's a war in the nine hells between the devils and the demons and like and uh was that you mm-hmm. saying it matt that was that mark that said the chaos and uh lawful
3: yeah the uh you're referring to the blood yeah. war which is alluded to in mordenkainen's tome of foes not any great detail but they talk about this millennia's old war which has been you know the, the lines have been pushed back and forth across the, the nine planes, back and forth between the demon lords and the devils. Um, the devils being the lawful evil side of the spectrum where they prefer to manipulate and do their will via infernal contracts and things like that. Whereas the demon side is more just pure bloodlust and just the extinction of all order um and so kind of the vying between those two sort of visions for a bleak future is what's fueled this thing for for thousands and thousands of years
2: i I picture us matt our characters being on the infernal lawful evil side of
3: that conflict i think so I, i think so we're we're i think maybe i'm Something akin to a mercenary, there's some kind of contract maybe that I've uh, signed into with this company to uh, that, that maybe uh, get satisfied upon the achievement of some goal.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking maybe we were were all involved in this conflict, and maybe some demons, uh, the other side of the blood war somehow came out of the gate. And so we were, that's how we all end up on the same side. Now there's demons in play that want both of our separate factions destroyed.
3: Yeah. That, that, that sounds like great. Like just this, uh, you know, enemy of my enemy type of thing. Right.
2: I think that's what we're going to be running into in the open is that, that idea of the, the lawful good and the lawful evil having to team up against the chaotic evil.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think that's a terrific starting point anytime where maybe we're maybe uh, Nicholas's order and Mark's order sort of is charged with defending or, or just guarding these portals. But we're try they we've entered into this contract and we're trying to go down to reinforce the troops in the battle below. So we're sort of trying to find our fight our way in, and then all of a sudden the demons issue forth, right?
2: Yeah. Now there's uh, there's no point in us trying to get in. There's no way for us to get in, and there's no point in, you, in the other the lawful good people trying to defend the gate because the gate's been overrun. Now we just have to worry about figuring out what's next. Now that this place has been overrun with uh, chaotic evil demons,
3: I like it fighting on the streets of Baldur's Gate. Demons afoot. Who doesn't like a good demon killing? Oh, man,
2: yeah. So many demons. We're gonna kill this weekend.
3: So, <laughs> um, did we want to talk for a minute about Mark's character since he had to step aside?
2: Uh, Alexis, that's the yeah. one. But it, it, was it demon swallow?
3: Oh, <laughs> you know, because death swallow. <laughs> don't demon swallow. Sword swallows. De- I don't know. Some sw- there's a lot of lot of swallowing. <laughs> yep that's what got us in trouble (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so well listen these pallet and orders you know it's you guys are in tight quarters a long time you know it's uh (laughs) like sailors at sea listen hey listen there's nothing uh there's no there's no judgment here
2: uh what do you think do you think uh Nicholas, that your character and Mark's character were were already working side by side.
1: Yeah, that's that probably sounds pretty um, logical. I think it, that we would have uh, you know teamed up maybe a little bit more than the the old enemy of my enemy kind of thing. like we found a little bit of a kinship and that we both were somewhat uh, headed in the right direction. What do you
2: think about our uh, recruiters, Matt?
3: Well, so if we're going down the road of I sort of uh, I sort of recruited you, I think for my character, maybe to the side. Maybe you know this. Maybe you don't. Um, maybe part of my contract was to also recruit others uh, who were powerful in the dark arts. Um, but maybe. It's...
2: How did you get your contract?
3: Yeah, I think <sighs> I want to go with just the uh, I was uh, given a nudge. To uh, step into a dark alley one day by uh, by my patron and said, "Hey, don't 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 turn right, turn left. Let's just see what happens." And uh, once I stepped down there, um, there was uh, an interaction there that said, "Your your pact is being called. A payment is due. You're being sent to reinforce um, the troops below." And along the way, we need you to gather others. So uh, maybe work in this pyramid scheme of warlocks or maybe evil-inclined wizards and sorcerers that that are willing to join the ranks down below.
2: So you said you recruited me. Right. What, what do I get?
3: Well, the pay is good. The food's not... Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that's appealing to you or not, but got this great gig and uh, all we got to do is uh, get to boulders boulders gate just get rid of some pesky paladins and uh that's it
2: that's it (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) Yeah, i mean who doesn't want if you're a warlock who would want to just remove some paladins you know self-righteous sons of bitches
2: Mm -hmm. i think that uh above all above all else uh craves power. Mm. And I think uh, power can be found amidst chaos. Chaos is opportunity. And so uh, I, I see your you as a, a being of chaos and that uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for the opportunity that comes from that chaos. Whether or not it's your benefit or your detriment, I think that, that opportunity will follow in your wake so i'm definitely eager to, to see what what shakes out
3: well that sounds great and i think we now do, do warlocks spit in their palms or do they just go straight to cutting palms and bloodletting shaking her
2: <laughs> i think because we have all these like infernal fire powers i think we do like et fingers mm-hmm. we just light our fingers and touch them ouch <laughs> ouch <laughs> <laughs>
3: I like that quite a bit. I think we're onto something here.
2: So say that we've been. uh, uh What are your your thoughts, Zagrax? Yeah, no, I, mean, I think all that's
1: great.
2: You, um, how do how do you think if we ended up? So we, we we're fleeing the demons. We're in the countryside. We're now we're heading back into town. Why why would we keep hanging out together?
1: So what connects the paladins to the warlocks?
2: Yeah, because we're the D and D open. We're going to be literally shackled together. But I, I think mm-hmm. if we play any other games between now and the open, maybe we should um, not have that backstory. What if, uh, what if we are on the battlefield and actually fighting when some greater demon, like demigod level demon showed up on the battlefield and somehow like Banff teleported away all of the forces on both of our sides. And we don't know, like there's people we reported to people that were in charge that disappeared. So maybe there's some that like mystery is a reason for us to
3: to Mm. still
2: cling to each other. Yeah.
3: It's like this mass banishment or something, some unknown Incredibly powerful ritual or artifact that um, sort of reset the battle
2: almost. Yeah, I don't know why that wouldn't. Yeah. you trust
1: us though. Yeah, but we don't have to trust completely yet,
3: or I, I don't have to trust you completely. Yeah, um, maybe maybe it's um. You tell me if this feels right, but maybe uh, you're a bit honor bound because let's say you were we're out there in the countryside and sort of one lone demon sort of gets the drop on you. And then, uh, maybe I give him the old Eldritch blast before he was able to jump on you. And, uh, so maybe you owe me one sort of Hmm. from your point of view. Now, from my point of view, I just missed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But maybe,
3: I'm, I, you know, if
1: I'm a paladin, then maybe I believe that there's a little bit more of a, a reason for that miss.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, right.
2: Do you see your, uh is Zagrex a lawful good or uh, more of a lawful neutral?
1: Um, I think I wanted to slide a little bit more lawful neutral. Maybe even like, uh, I guess lawful evil probably wouldn't fit. For a paladin
2: depends on what deity. I mean, paladins usually are a life of giving and service. But you said you're an oath of vengeance paladin, right?
1: Right. So maybe I'm I'm beyond. Like I'm a paladin, but the the veil has kind of been lifted, and now I see beyond.
2: There's a lot of deities that are neutral. Hexter, I think is his name. H e x t o r. Hexter is uh, at least in the older books. He was the god of war. And so if your deity is the god of war, then you want to like kind of like a, a country that finds the weakest pretext to go to war just because they want to go to war. Yeah. That would be lawful evil. Right. You know, like, Hey, they violated our borders. So I get to go to war with them. Not-
1: right. right. So you're saying that, that because that doesn't necessarily have any sort of, uh, I guess what's the word, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, like there's no moral, Compass to that, that's why it's evil.
2: No, I'm saying because if, if you want an excuse to go to war, that would be. Yeah. Evil. You know, I, the lawful would be like, I'm not going to go to war until I have a legal reason to go to war, but I'm really excited that I get to kill things.
1: Right. Whereas I guess if I'm taking an oath of vengeance, something has happened that I feel vengeful for. Right. Yeah. Is that kind of. Uh, The premise there
2: yeah i'm thinking of like darker heroes you know like definitely like a a batman is not he's more like a almost a true neutral do you know what i mean right or or like a a punisher those are two guys that are on the the vengeance warpath
1: right correct or uh like a deadpool yeah but deadpool i would think is probably he's
2: do you know ghost rider yep Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, he uh punishment rarely met the crimes. Like he would, you know, there would be some kind of crime where you know, uh, the, some bad guys killed somebody, but then what he did to them afterwards, he would, you know, maybe he would kill some people, but then he would give them that his penance stare, which drove people insane. So they would, you know, mm. even more severe than the crime they committed. Yeah, right. And you've got that poison spray too.
1: Yeah, I feel like this guy. I feel like this guy would lean more towards that. I feel like this guy would lean more towards, um, he's not here to just write the wrong. He's here to write the wrong and enjoy writing it and, um, feel complete writing it. Yeah. And and I wouldn't say like enjoy,
3: but you know, like I I would say he feels complete. and, And maybe that's the reason he's accepted this, assignment to sort of guard this gate right is like if you're somebody that wants a war there's no better place than to be in like just a couple of inches yeah. outside the demilitarized zone right
2: yeah, yeah. right <laughs> i mean that's definitely something that uh would bond okay. us if we all lost allies you know like even if i'm playing a uh a totally Self-serving, self-interested character. There still might be people I care about that maybe you know comrades that were lost in this whatever, whatever happened in this battle. Maybe your your vengeance idea sounds pretty tempting. I could see going on the warpath, wanting to kill as many demons as possible.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, that's it. I'm going to be up all night, guys. I need to write a whole campaign around these characters because this is fucking awesome.
2: Let's let's keep this as a starting place, and then uh, yeah, finish fleshing out those character sheets, and uh, we'll keep back and forth on the Slack channel uh, talking about this. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, this is uh, great. What other DragonCon oh. prep? I know we've got uh, some shirts were ordered. hmm What else do we need to do to get ready for DragonCon, Matt?
3: Well, I guess we were talking a little bit about. So, one of the things with the open is it is competitive D and D more or less. Your table is balanced against other tables, and you're competing. And the dungeon master is assigning you points based on some unknown goals as you go through the, you know, right. the ten hour day. Um, and you know, some of the goals are pretty straightforward, like don't die kill yeah. lots of monsters That's the easy stuff. right like these things are fairly obvious right when there's some other stuff in there but it, in pursuit of those easier goals that we know will be out there i think one of the things that you have to think about going into that is you know your speed of play and as much as i love what we just did all the role playing and the like you know nobody nobody even knew that these characters existed an hour ago right and now they're like these yeah these sketches of something that sounds like a ton of fun you can play with for hours. But, you know, in this kind of environment, the incentive is definitely to rip, just rip through the encounters as fast and efficiently as you can. And I think that means stuff like watching the players around you, not sort of like getting lost in the rule book during your turn, like knowing what the last guy did and where that monster is and anticipating your next move. And as soon as the DM pivots to you or your turn of the initiative comes up, you've got your dice ready to roll in your fist and they hit the table.
2: You already know what you're going to do before your turn happens.
3: You know exactly what's going to happen. You know what rolls are going to have to happen. If there's a, a spell save or something like that you have it ready to go so that you can take your turn in the fastest manner possible and then if everybody's sort of on that beat and, and finds that rhythm, then you know that's the kind of things that'll make you pushed into that upper level of competitiveness, right?
2: And so that's where the playtesting with these is going to come in. We need to try and get in at least a couple games with these characters we're making today.
3: Definitely. But I think there's some simple tricks too, right? Like you and I talked about this when we played a couple of times. Like, uh, you know, if your character has two attack rolls. Roll them both. And you know, right, roll them both, roll your damage die at the same time, and have the damage die color-coded with your D20 so that you're not, if one misses and one hits, you're not cherry-picking damage, right? So it's really quick to go like, okay, I got a 15 and I got a 16. The DM says the 15 hits, the 16 doesn't. Okay, 10 damage. Boom, Nicholas, your turn, right? That that kind of stuff makes all the difference if you're not fiddling around with, with math and things like that. And if you do that over the stretch, then you rip through encounters faster, you get into faster situations, you... Um and I think you'll ultimately like find this like really fun and fast paced way of playing that will afford more time for the good stuff, which is the role playing, right? Mm-mm.
2: And there's gonna be role playing too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it'll let you it'll let you take that extra five minutes to like explore that character moment yeah. as opposed to
2: and it won't be uh pecking through the rule book. The characters that we make up, but they're like the last open they had character backgrounds and each character we had had a character background and there were characters in our character background that showed up in the story like matt your character was related to one of the villains
3: yeah yep yep and uh, if you didn't know that if you didn't take a moment and take a few notes and weren't just ready to go as soon as that moment came along then then yeah you'd miss an opportunity to score some points there
2: there was one instant where i remember your your character opened a door and even though you were in disguise Mm -hmm. your disguise immediately failed and we didn't find out until afterwards the reason it failed is because the person in the room knew you already knew (laughs) your, your character already yeah. So that was, that was a factor too. And some of those, those points that you were talking about, those soft points, it was like, could you, you know, could you achieve this goal without being discovered? You know, how many people saw you do it? Right. Um, yeah, there were those, those things are happening in the background. One of those, uh, yeah. uh, uh, shortcut things you were talking about, uh, focusing fire. Uh, if you've got three opponents right, and there's three of us fighting them, we don't take one each. We, we double up. Like we all, we all go together. Take take one off the table as quickly as possible.
3: Mm, okay, right. That's, and and target who's whichever one is perceived to have which is easiest to kill I guess would be the right way to to phrase it right or the one that's causing
2: the most like the controller you know what I mean like if someone's taking one of us out of the fight get the controller off the table first
3: right because you want to optimize rounds that's the whole is let us get more turns than them if if it means killing the weakest ones first do that but yeah if there's somebody that's keeping the paladins from being more effective then yeah get them out of there
2: there's someone in the back casting sleep spells you know that's making the whole fight take longer (sighs) Uh, and then Um, if there's uh, buffs and debuffs happening, like don't, if you've got two opponents that both have full hit points but one has something on them causing them to get disadvantage on their attack rolls and the other one's at full strength, go for the one that doesn't have the debuff. Do you know what I mean? Give me an example. So, okay, so there's two guys that we're fighting, right? They're both identical, but I've cast uh, a spell on attacker A so that he always has disadvantage on his attack rolls. Leave him alone.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't focus on him. Let him be the one that's going to do less damage. Focus on the
3: guy that can do more damage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, And then I think, I guess, and maybe another soft thing too is this is a, this is is kind of a fun challenge to me. It really has nothing to do with mechanics or anything like that, but it'll be a table of six. Right. And we're going in the Orlando team as four people. Right. Yeah. So, so we're going to have to recruit two people there. And I think it's such a cool opportunity to like, you know, you want to be competitive and you want to have a good time to like, just meet somebody in line while you're waiting for it to start, you know, and just have that con experience, even though we're, you know, not going to be walking around or, you know, just chatting with people in the hall, just get to meet somebody else and figure out what their story is, how they came there, where they're from. And then just kind of, bring them into the team and then kind of make a new buddy by the end of the thing. I think that's oh, yeah. a super important element of it, right? Like tell them how you see it. They can, you know, I think we were talking earlier about that guy who was yeah. just a terrific cleric, right? We just met him out in the hallway and we're like, Hey, let's play And then are like, dude, I learned so much just by watching you and how you used your spells and yeah. made me want to go play a cleric. Right. That kind of stuff is just the camaraderie of it. I think is uh, one of my favorite parts of, of this kind of thing.
2: Well, we might have an opportunity too that like the, you know, maybe you try and recruit people. Like maybe we can uh, do like, you know, at the other games, we find uh, other people that are going to like, Hey, you play really well. Are you going to the open?
3: Yeah. It, and you know, so we also have seats reserved for the charity game on Thursday night.
2: And is that another pre-gen one or is that one where you're supposed to bring them?
3: Um, I, I'll double check. I think it might be pre-gen, but it, it's definitely like multi-table competitive, similar to the open. Awesome um but it's the first year they've done that thursday night game and i'm so excited about it because uh they haven't had a slot there before and uh i think that's the perfect time to just like jump right in nobody's gonna it's gonna be a, it's a newer slot for them it's a newer format it's all these things and say like hey guys we're really looking to recruit two more for a solid table like let's exchange numbers you guys are great all that kind of stuff right
2: yeah yeah that'd be a, a great opportunity.
3: Yeah. And needless to say, of course, follow the six to one rule, and you'll always <laughs> be in good shape.
2: Six, six showers.
3: Mm-hmm, I do not know
2: sleep. I just had six showers. <laughs> All right. I think this was good. This was productive. I think we're gonna have uh, some definitely some areas to uh, to research, and I'm I'm looking forward to trying to get these characters out on the table. Maybe sometime Friday.
1: Yeah yeah so it looks like maybe our 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 next step is to to try and take what we want to do at dragon con like play quickly but efficiently and just kind of see how well we do get one of those little chess timers
3: and uh, <laughs> clock in clock out oh my god if we don't get like a if we have failed if we don't get like a warlando training montage
2: i was actually thinking about that today like i was thinking about doing a like a, a little video of me like with the uh the arcane card deck mm-hmm. and like having like Haley like quiz me on what each card is like I what's loved. uh agathy's armor you know what uh. uh how do you cast tensors floating discs you know like <laughs> one of those things uh your, your like is Charism-
3: 12 your level 17 what's your spell save dc <laughs> Slow <laughs> loser. <laughs> I'll
2: have like uh, in the montage. I'll have two bags, big bags of dice, and I'm curling them.
3: <laughs> I, I want a scene where it's like the a ripoff of the Rocky scene, chasing a chicken, but you're like rolling dice at the chicken, trying to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking definitely a, a Rocky. Uh, yeah, Dragon Con prep montage.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We need somebody to play Mick and be like our 100-year-old trainer who's just yelling at us in the background.
2: Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're an animal rock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome, guys. Thanks for this. Uh, Do you know what, Matt? What's that? Uh, I think it's time for a sign-off. Hmm. You ready, Nicholas? I'm ready. All right, so uh, what well, do the orcs say when they're going to war? On the count of three. One, two, three. Wah! Matt, oh, is somebody <laughs> sleeping in your house? Is that why I'm looking at the? I'm looking at my screen, and it's like, wow, that like there, like nothing on your end, Matt. I need another wah. I need a Matt solo wah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Go, give, give me the countdown again, just because we gotta. Make sure we're on cue here. All
2: right. mm. One, two, three. Whoa.
3: Ooh, he went low. <laughs> yeah, it's good. He went high. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wanted to talk with Mark about it while everybody was on, too. But, I, you know, in, in terms of other nerd fandoms that him and I are both obsessed with, <laughs> while y'all are here for Dragon Con,
2: is it your draft again?
3: Well, that's always the case. But there's a, a new tool album coming out which is the first album oh. they put out in like 10 years oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah so it's gonna be we're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of listening to tool <laughs> sorry
2: is <laughs> your draft the same weekend again it's, too? it's on monday night
3: so it'll be after you guys take off
2: okay it's uh yeah I, I love tool that's awesome
3: yeah yeah so i'm super excited to uh to get a hold of that new album see what they come up with <laughs> uh feel anxious writing the work on the train, listening to myself talk. That sounds
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like they that scene in the Simpsons where like Marge hears her voice for like for the first time. And she's like, Oh my God. <laughs> is that what I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is awesome. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah.
2: Our, our <laughs> yeah. pleasure. Thanks for uh, doing this. This has been great.
3: Cool. Well, we'll see you guys very soon and we'll have you on Wednesday night for Curse of Strahd for sure. Yes. Curse of Strahd.
2: So we have some sad news coming from us here in Warlando. Currently, Hurricane Dorian is bearing down on us. So we unfortunately were not able to go to Dragon Con uh, because we're busy getting ready to board up some windows and restocking our hurricane supplies. So those of you that are at DragonCon, please have extra fun for us and uh, think happy thoughts while we weather this storm remember to look us up on twitter and instagram with orlando mark orlando nick and just orlando for me we also have t-shirts for sale on teespring and you can also buy us a coffee or better yet a beer over on ko-fi please leave comments we love hearing your thoughts and we've been getting really good feedback on our battle reports which we have started with our age of sigmar battle reports so, yeah, please keep that feedback coming and let us know what you like and we will do more of that. What do orcs say to hurricanes? Whoa! Fuck you, Dorian.